What is up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Fan Tracks, coming to you, of course, from fanboysanonymous.com. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me are Robert E. Felice. It's gonna have freaking sharks with freaking lasers on their head. And Callum Wiggins. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that was the most understated yeah, baby, I think I've ever heard. I, le- I left the yeah, baby for Callum, considering <laughs> he is the British one. So, so seeming as how I, I have people like there are people in like in rooms across from here with slightly thin walls. I don't exactly <laughs> want to be screaming it down the microphone. Given the wrong impression. Yeah, given the wrong impression. God, <laughs> I don't want them to think I have a girl in here or something. <laughs> yeah. That's not your bag, is it? <laughs> well, we got a very shagadelic podcast coming to you today because we are spinning off from our A Review to a Kill series about the James Bond franchise, and we're doing something that we had been talking about before of, let's just keep the train going. We're not necessarily talking about a Bond movie here, but we're talking about a Bond parody because we're going to be watching Austin Powers, the first one, International Man of Mystery. It is a classic. It is something we've all seen before, so it's not like this is something that we're going to be, you know, breaking down in the same kind of fashion that we've done with the other ones. Instead, this is going to be a regular fan track, so if you don't know how that works after 45 of these, I think, that we've done in the past, then basically we can't give you the movie in any fashion here. That would be a major copyright issue, but if you have a DVD like myself, or you have a digital release, like, uh, where are you guys watching this on? I think you're watching it on, like, a digital platform, right? I'm, I have it on HBO Max. Luckily, it's on that platform. I'm watching it on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so, I mean, there's lots of different ways to do this. I've got one of those old school DVDs. So I'm in, um... Are Not even widescreen. I'm sure that this was probably around 2000 when I bought this DVD because it's one of those like cardboard flap kind of DVDs, but it'll still work the same. It's still the same movie. It's not like this is going to be like, oh man, this is the one with, you know, 30 extra minutes of deleted scenes or something. We're not watching like some super cut of Lord of the Rings here, but um, whatever it is that you're watching this on, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a countdown of three, two, one, play, and we're all going to hit play at the same time when, you know, I've got like play movie and then it's going to go into the new line cinema logo. I'm assuming that everybody else has the same sort of deal. And, um, you know, if you sync it up correctly with us, you'll be able to watch it along, hear us shoot the shit and chat it up and all that good stuff. So you guys all set to get ready to go? Of course. Yep. All right. And hopefully you listening are as well. If not, just pause it because that's how this works. Because <laughs> we're going to get this started in three Two, one, play. New Line Cinema coming up here. Good music in this movie, too. So it has been God knows how long since I've seen this film. Um, I've seen it, I don't know, maybe about a dozen times, just generally speaking. So I'm sure I remember most of the movie, but... At one point, this is like the peak of comedy for me. There's the old tee hand. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm curious to see how many jokes land better now that you guys have watched all the films. That metal hand could not have done wonders in that fire. Be the only thing left. Because even though, like, uh, some of these tropes are things that everybody knows, even if you've not watched the series, I'm sure that, like, a reference like that to, like, Thunderball would be a lot more like, oh, man, that's so cool. Like, that's a Thunderball reference. Like, how... When I first watched this, I wasn't as deep into the Bond series. I, I was, obviously, by this point, because I had started watching a couple years before this. But still, it was kind of like... Um, it felt like it was a t different sort of thing than a pure parody. I, I, I like the fact that, like, because they make it obvious from the first scene that it is a Bond parody for people that obviously know the series. But then you see Austin Powers the first time and just think, okay, they're not trying to go with, like, a spy that's just really bungling. Like, mm -hmm. I'd say Johnny English is more like a typical just spy that's not good at his job. Right. It's this just a different is, character. Yeah. But... He's like the complete opposite of Spike. It's almost like they turn the, the fact that what we talk about in the Bond series is like his character up to 11 because Bond is not a great spy because Bond just tells everybody who he is immediately. Whereas uh, Austin is just the, he's just completely out there. Like he's, he's a celebrity spy. Right. <laughs> and not even just like a regular celebrity spy either, but like the most bombastic character that's standing out above the rest of them too. So even if he wasn't well known, He's going to stand out in a crowd. <laughs> I think they've done, they've done quite a good uh, job of capturing the uh, capturing the 60s vibe here. Nice, to, all the cars, the outfits. How great's the song, too? So good. In a way, it's almost as iconic as the like the main Bond thing. Yeah, it's got, anyone that's yeah. seen the movie can just like immediately pick it out. Is that like Lin Manuel Miranda vibe? <laughs> Did you see that guy? <laughs> Look just like him. I'd be curious if there are any kind of cameos like that. They're probably not for this one, but for later on. The teeth. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I think that Austin Powers is a. I don't know whether it's like he's playing off the trend that British all have bad teeth, or he's the one that started the belief that all British people have bad teeth. <laughs> the most amazing thing about this is that I had no idea after watching this movie because I wasn't super familiar with Mike Myers beyond. I hadn't seen Wayne's World before I'd seen this or like, I'd seen this and then I'd seen Trek and so actually finding out that he's not either British or Scottish is kind of it was kind of wild <laughs> to me yeah he's just some kind of freaky Canadian yeah I didn't know that he was Canadian either because uh, for me for SNL uh, Mike Myers I thought that he was from like Ohio or something you know? yeah Demi <laughs> Moore produced this Oh shit! Yeah, you know I never noticed that. Who did? Debbie, Debbie Moore. Moore. Yeah. Really? Huh. 
I didn't notice that credit even right there, and I looked off to my screen for a split second. I just saw the name and just thought, oh, that's, uh, that's interesting. So you said this scene could really be in a bomb movie. Yeah. Back in, like, one of the older ones, yeah, for sure. Mm. Hell of an outfit for Kensington. She looks great. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a bomb parody. And now he's got the tattoo. <laughs> it's, it's so, like, it's so bad. <laughs> it's a mad man. Already uh, more capable than some of the Bond women. Yeah. Even just the way that they run up the steps is just like, pretty stupid. Yeah. I, I do like they 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 uh, stole the reveal. Yeah, but you know, f like from the very start, that this is a Blofeld parody as well. From the specifically, you only live twice kind of era. Yeah. Why didn't you just, you know, shoot him? Right. Like, well, I mean, well, look at the Bond uh, <laughs> series. Why don't they just shoot Bond? I imagine they just like tried to bring him in, like into custody. What are your thoughts on Big Boy? Yeah, I have big boy. But those special effects are, are actually still better than the uh, die another day. So. Fucking nineties. See if they would have had one of those um, diamond satellites. You could have shot that down just like Icarus, right? It's the big boy. Ron Howard's brother on the left. Really? I can see it now, but I never knew he had a brother. Yep. Cliff Howard. Charles Napier on the right there. He's in so many movies as, oh, I know that guy. That's <laughs> gone. England <laughs> pronunciation England. Oh, it's a good thing that the British bail us out after World War Three, according to the Simpsons. Mm -hmm. They're gonna get that prediction right too. <laughs> Gary Coleman. God, I hope that. Uh too soon. Vanilla Ice. God, all these people are actually dead in real life. Yeah, Vanilla Ice isn't dead. Vanilla Ice is alive. His career's dead, but...
Oh, that's right. I remember loving this joke about the um the parody from Doctor No. Warm looking goofies, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> He looks like one of those like little aliens you used to get in the goo. What do you think they put him in? Uh, I don't know what sort of viscous fluid that would be, that would be. Like a syrup or something. Yeah, maybe. So he uh, God. took that shower, which means that he doesn't have any radiation anymore. It took it far quicker. It took it far quicker than it did in the actual Doctor No movie. Right. This is peak humor yeah. for me. Yeah, this is the part that made me crack up as a kid. Yeah. As simple as it is, it's like a piss joke. It, it just like, works. Ha ha. He's still peeing. We've all been there, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's got thirty years to flush out. It'd be funny if, like, st- if stasis works for everything, or like cryogenic freezing works for everything except your bladder. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best part of the whole thing that it just keeps doing this and then the full blood <laughs> yeah great comedic timing oh he's excellent God. He's great too. He's uh Mr. Ditkovich in Spider Man two and three. Oh god. <laughs> No more shouting. <laughs> yeah. Talk about peak something or other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Liz Hurley has from like the start of this and has always been like a top tenner. Mm. 
<laughs> this is a good joke. <laughs> That's something you would do. You would totally <laughs> write down danger powers just so you could say dangerous my middle man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy ass look. It's such a. I love when parodies uh, go well past the point of reasonability. so if you watch the movie on like tv edits and stuff they of course take out the uh the line about it being a penis pump it's just like uh swedish made pump and it's very awkward with a little bit of the cut Little cut away the fun. Terrible uh, hair when it comes to Mustafa, right? Mm. Yeah. They were just like, eh, spray paint it. This is so great. Yeah. This, this is the scene of the film. <laughs> <laughs> this is still when Will Ferrell was kind of 
like he's known for SNL and stuff. He's like not. That. He's not really known. Yeah, it's, it's the night at the Roxbury. Maybe that's it. And it's before he gets into let me do the Will Ferrell shtick too. this is so good with this I love the idea that they call him random task. This dude's in, like, prison or something now? Yeah, I think so. Who throws a shoe, honestly? It's such a basic joke. Yeah. Just that they laugh at it as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just explaining the joke. It's so good. Great casting for number two, right? Yeah. I mean, for Frau, too. Rosa Klebb, like, she pulls off this whole idea of parodying that character. Mm. I love the fact that his eye patch is serrated. Bro, he's evil. It was like they've uh, spray painted a Pringle or something. <laughs> Some miniature model effect. <laughs> bah! I don't have anything in Bah! <laughs> the, that right there with the chair is a joke I would have played around with on set for sure. I would have been like, wouldn't it be funny if a uh, chair just kind of slides? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Remember this Oh Bad timing
oh god this is like months before that happened that the, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. the diana stuff happened <laughs> just like oh god damn <laughs> oh god <laughs> pretty simple right just carry back over with some of the other plots from the other movies <laughs> and now we got people that are trillionaires. <laughs> mm, yeah. God, at this point, it's 24 okay. years for this movie. It's uh, almost 30 years again. <laughs> yeah. Again, that uh, that jet is exactly isn't exactly uh stealthy. Yeah, <laughs> your powers. <clears throat> Great joke. <laughs> Cunning linguist. <laughs> Every single descriptor possible. <laughs> he did give his libido a rest. Ladies in the comments, this is gonna work for you. <laughs> Why would she go over there? Like, right, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> 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 Can't keep it balanced. <laughs> 
We've all been there, right, boys? <laughs> That little uh, giggle oh, yeah. ends up going a long yeah. way, too. Mm. Well, he's just, like, Bond in that regard. It's like, because Bond is just, like, a dick. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> and so, like, Austin's not a dick. He's just a bit, like, he's forward. Stupid. Forward was the word I was thinking, yeah. Yeah. And so, but, like, because he's charismatic, <laughs> she's falling for it. So, uh, I love the touch of like, her always being like, Scott! <laughs> this is my introduction. I think this is my introduction to Steph Green as well. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. Mine was uh, Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs> He's so good at this movie, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a hug. <laughs> the uh, the way he does this... the Macarena thing is one of my favorite jokes. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> In particular, when he goes, huh? Chicka chicka chicka. Huh? Just won't stop. <laughs> The amount of times that I <laughs> had that tucker, 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 uh, in my head <laughs> after this movie was ridiculous. I get to go to Vegas, of course. Not a, uh, I've never been to Vegas, but I have no interest in going there. I mean, I had to pick the setting from uh, Diamonds of Forever, surely. Yeah. Frank Marino as Joan Rivers. <laughs> Bit of as your father. Very uh, very Cockney rhyming <laughs> slang. In and around this. <laughs> He's got a bit of gun envy. That might be my. 
I do, I do like the fact whenever she like says or anybody who mentions Doctor Evil, he gets super serious. Yeah, like he's on the job at that point, not that job, the other job. <laughs> super Nazi. Now, does this scene uh, register even better after watching Thunderball as well? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, he, like this is the Largo character, obviously. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does he use Firepatch? And this is a very me joke too with the yeah. uh, Oh, we know what this is back. <laughs> yeah. That's another great uh, joke. <laughs> His name is number two. Yeah. <laughs> There's the name. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> So between the two, you got a lot of vagina and you got Kensington. Who are you picking? Uh, well, I think it's a man. Kensington, obviously. Yeah, I got it, uh, Kensington. I'd ultimately go Kensington, too. Yeah. And, and I think that, like, part of me, I've seen her in so many roles over the years that I don't know how she... What, 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 how she was brought up to have that accent. Hmm. Just because it's just so refined and it's so unbelievably fake British. Like, that's the sort of voice that someone would put on if they're pretending to be British. For ignorant Americans like us, we're like, yeah, she's British. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've seen her in so many things and she, her accent is consistent, so it makes me believe that, like, that's her actual voice. I just don't know how they can. I'm pretty sure it is. Like, hmm. Well, I'm almost certain it is, but that's just the odd thing about it. <laughs> oh, this is so good. Tom Arnold's a guy, too, that, like, he doesn't pop up all that often, but when he does, is he not spot on all the time? Yeah. He's great in like so many different roles. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know if anybody else would pull off the same <laughs> sort of uh, awkwardness as Tom Arnold in this part. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get through this. <laughs> Good old courtesy flush. Yeah. Oh. They finally got his luck. <laughs> I wonder what the cutaway idea was. I wonder what inspired yeah. that. That, that has to be some kind of... in a bomb, though, Dave. Yeah, there has to be something, some else, like some other kind of Bond parody, parody type of thing. Mm. Well, you can get the girls dancing in the intro. It's kind of weird that they didn't do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Just the bounty and everything. Yeah. Everyone laughing. That's Raj's father on Big Bang Theory, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, they all get shocked afterwards. You all medical school. <laughs> How simple of a set this is too that they uh, filmed. They're just like I don't know, black background and a table. <laughs> just yeah. Doesn't the guy on the far left look like the most um, like bargain basement Robert De Niro? Yeah. <laughs> He's never explained either. He's just there. Great. <laughs> I like that uh, her mom's like, you know, I, I, I would have. <laughs> That uh, that line's been used so many times for the Bond series. 
Again, how great of a joke is it just to be like, well, let's parody Odd Job. What do we call him? Random Task. <laughs> great song. I like the random cutaways to the musical performers. I think you're a good couple seconds ahead. Well, I think I just know the scene. Uh. <laughs> For anybody who does want to know, uh, sync up. I am currently at uh, 38.45 right now. Just in case anybody's doing that. It should be on the uh, screen. But then again, who's really watching the YouTube screen at this point other than the movies? So. Her Majesty's Vegas tours. Very cheaply made uh, montage sequence, too, right? Yeah. This is a very low-budget film, yeah. and it did terrible in theaters. Absolutely awful in theaters. And then it got on HBO, and people were like, you know what? That's really funny. Ended up getting two sequels out of it, just from... <laughs> Never been a big fan of Twister. These are such dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty great, though. Yeah. <laughs> I always love dad jokes. And that's yeah. <laughs> oh God. It does it does make you feel like Tony Hughes some of these lines in bed before. <laughs> <laughs> I can either confirm nor <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look at that. Austin Powers has more morals than James Bond. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. I tell you, that's a line I've used. You're drunk and sorry. It's interesting that they never really talk about the dad. Like... Like you would think that maybe in the sequel that they would have made him one of the main villains or something. Would have been good. Well, they never actually have a villain outside of Doctor Evil. Well, they have Goldmember and Fat Bastard. Well, sure. Fat Bastard's more of a henchman. Yeah. Got those old laptops too. Look at that. Look at that size of that fucking laptop. Well, this was meant to be like cutting edge at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our first laptop that we had gotten was probably around that size. Those things were monstrous. Mm. This is the quality of the video and everything like that. It's just. Yeah, well, that video is definitely better quality still, even. Yeah. Now, of course, we get a little bit of You Only Live Twice. Again, a lot of You Only Live Twice in this movie. A lot of You Only Live Twice in um, Thunderball more than anything yeah. else. Which kind of yeah, this, is interesting that they like two back-to-back movies like that. Yeah, but this transitions from You Only Live Twice into... Um, oh, Vito Kill. Yeah, Vito Kill, yeah. Polar. Yeah. Carrot Top, maybe. Fuck no. Or in Carrot Top was a thing. I wonder what he's up to these days. Probably still in Vegas. <laughs> I have to emphasize the F. Not China. <laughs> Another great song. And a Bond song, for that matter. Mm. <laughs> His reaction to all this stuff is just amazing. It's just like... Because he's supposed to be like the most like shaggable person in history, and yet he acts like a teenage boy. He's never seen a woman. Yeah, he acts like the people that are watching the movie, where they're just like, "Oh, holy hell!" Like you know, that kind of thing. I'm surprised she didn't get more roles out of this. Because this actress, I don't remember seeing her in anything else, and it's such a memorable type of character. Mm. Well, to be fair, like most Bond girls. You know much about them beyond the fact they were wrong girl. True. But even just being super attractive, you would think that she'd be popping up in some other movies for the next couple of years, just being like, you know, 
the hot maid in this or the hot secretary in that or the object of somebody's lust and such and such or you know like that kind of thing even at the very baseline level of just playing off of her looks like a lot of other people do sure i guess so but then again as rob said this movie didn't do wasn't very successful at the start true so i guess you just fell off by that point now we get a little bit more of the you only live twice it's clear the bubbles did not tickle her Tchaikovsky. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he have a fucking business card? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sometimes not at all line is one of the best. <laughs> it's just so underrated that line. Yeah. Uh Bond's most consumed drink. Different bubbles. Mm. <laughs> like <laughs> and these cutaways are good because they just move just change it just immediately you can go from one thing to another without having to worry too much yeah. That I'm trying to make some sort of like good transition. It's funny how the fembots have become like that became one of the big takeaways of this movie is that term. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah, they this inspired a whole race of like people that uh just well a whole group of people that would just create uh like fake women essentially. Like it's like the next progression from the blow up doll. Yeah. That screaming is so good. It's like a running gag. So like there's Fembots in every single Austin Powers movie. Are there in uh, yeah. the third one? In the, in the opening scene, yes. Yeah. Well, Britney Spears is a, is a fembot. Spoilers, Cal. I know. We'll forget about that by the third movie. The, car- the caliber joke is definitely a joke I would have thrown in. <laughs> yeah, and it would get that reaction as well. Yep. <laughs> 
But I'd be like, oh, I'm leaving it in. Fuck you guys. Like you know, that, that he's, kind of thing. He, he's fucking explaining the joke again as well. It's like this is becoming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't know whether I'm like, I, I hate that cat because of that, or it's just like, I'd actually want to have a cat like that. It's a hairless cat, so it's probably very easy to take care of. Wouldn't make much of a mess. Hobo uh, allergenic. Yeah. I love that they call him Basil Exposition, too. <laughs> like, his name's Exposition. Hey, uh, Don Callis, then. This is so great. I forgot about this. Mm. <laughs> he's just like he's just like he just keeps digging deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. Odd choice for the the cutaway. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's just a, a prelude to the love guru. Yeah. You know, uh, Mike Myers great still. Not the one that killed his career or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Not a movie that I plan on ever watching, that's for sure. Holy shit, they got Carrie Fisher for this role. This is yeah, I, as a kid, I had no idea that that was Leia. Because she just looks, I mean, you don't put the, the buns in her hair or even just the same hair color and it does not register. But it's like, that's fucking Princess Leia. Their interactions are some of the best parts of the entire movie. Oh, yeah. And that's why it carries over into the three different films. Yeah. 
<laughs> Seth Green is one of those guys that like he he gives it everything for whatever oh, yeah. roles he's in. Fisher does a good job, too. Yeah. <laughs> this description is amazing. <laughs> the question mark. <laughs> That's not a big place. <laughs> Try a Sean Struck Warrior. Use the uh, go to Man's Guy, use that code. <laughs> use that code, promo code SMARK, S M A R K. Miss Vagina. Vagina. <laughs> You're not in a relationship. You turned him down quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, quite repellent, right? You know? <laughs> Very true to the Bond franchise that they like skipped over the part where they fall in love and yeah, just immediately you're everything to me. <laughs> and then, of course, in the next movie, yeah, <laughs> well, here's the next one. At least they gave you a reason. Yeah, that's true.
It's like, <laughs> you, you totally got him. I mean, that would if you just took somebody from the 60s and you put them into the 90s without an explanation of some of these things. It would be really confusing about like a CD. Get it? You think um, with the amount of steel that they've got and the upbringing that Dr. Evil has, he'd be exactly the type of person who would offer somebody a delicatessen in stainless steel? He would. Simple enough. The judo chops, too, yeah. It's funny because there's no chops in judo. <laughs> I love this gag. <laughs> <laughs> I love even more that after they run him over, they just stop and then, all right, let's go. Like they could have just. Good sound. It's funny to think that their um, their most recent movie that they could have been referencing here would have been Goldeneye, one of the absolute most serious ones. <laughs> Even though uh, Tomorrow Never Dies came out the same year, but different story. Yeah, but this is totally out first. Wait, no, this is 1999, right? Seven. Well, it takes place in seven, but... I think it comes out in 99. Yeah, it comes out in 7. Oh, it does? Okay. 
So yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies would have either not been out or... Okay, but does that visual make you horny? <laughs> well, Vanessa? <laughs> <laughs> Were you guys uh, ever fans of Beavis and Bud? You know I am. Like, it's dumb. Uh, it's me. It's. I never actually watched. I don't think I actually ever really watched that when it was out. I never really liked it as a kid. I don't know if I would have a different um, opinion about it now since I haven't seen anything. I mean, probably twenty something years, but. I like the off-brand uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit plays every time he walks into a room. <laughs> it was cool. He's cool. <laughs> now, that little thing of that uh, between Frau and Seth uh, or um, Scott, it's great that they build on that relationship in the future movies. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line from Thunderball. Big uh, takeaway from these films is the sharks with the laser beams. <laughs> mm.
so great that they call out the shit. Yeah. <laughs> this, is where, this is where it goes into super parody mode. Yeah. Where they're being so super, so self aware about all this stuff. I wonder how much of this they did on the set like <laughs> minutes and minutes worth of extras <laughs> Oh, bag of sh- you and I would. Gorgeous watches this. Yeah. Some pretty strong class. Yep. <laughs> no unnecessary. Kick his ass, sea bass. I love when they start getting into these like uh, post death pun kind of things. Yeah. <laughs> that too you gotta wonder if the those puns on the bond films if they have like multiple takes it's just like uh which joke is the one that we're gonna really land on Rob Lowe for this as well. Classic bit coming up. This very easily could have been cut if they would yeah. have been like, uh, you know, oh, we're we're trying to figure out some way to trim some time.
Why? <laughs> really good doctor now. Uh... Homage, parody, whatever you want to call it. Who's got the better outfit? Uh, Dr. Evil with the finger doesn't work right, or Dr. No with the hands? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd overall say Dr. Evil. I mean, I always love the no hand, the hands. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. One of the best scenes in cinema about to come across the screen. <laughs> One of these is like a Cindy Margolis or something, I think, right? Not sure. Hey, time lapse. What's that? There was like a little time lapse on that where everything was moving quicker. On what? On the, uh, when they cut back to this, uh, setting. Good touch having her wear the same uh, outfit as her mom, too. Agreed. If not just for the sake of seeing Liz earlier like that. <laughs> you That's healthy. <laughs> I wonder how they were doing this scene and not like uh just losing it all the time. Yeah, not laughing about <laughs> a lot of it. Well, I can only imagine that they're I mean you never you never see them on screen at the same time. So I can only assume that they're just there reacting to things and Austin is there on his own doing it. <laughs>
Chablis. Vote <laughs> Chab becomes a big, big factor, of course. You're gonna have the song stuck in your head all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, that's funny, one of the gods is gay. Oh, no, I think that you're way behind us now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I've been, I've been way behind you the entire movie for some reason. Really? That's weird. It's like when you said it was, um, it's it's weird because like when you said that you were like it was a uh, thirty eight minutes in or whatever when you're doing a time step, I was on thirty nine forty and I was still behind you. Huh. Hmm. So either they've done some sort of expanded version that's on the Prime thing or not. No Maybe idea. that is the case. I mean, currently right now, if anybody's uh trying to sync up, they're shooting at well, Doctor No, Doctor No, Doctor Evil just had escaped. Hot yeah. trip. Secret. We're on the um <laughs> chopping people down the uh things and. Shoot the guards. Yeah. They abort signal. Yeah, I'm saying I, cool up now. I love these films. Just like so much of a good time. Like Austin's oh, gonna press the uh, button right now. Yeah, good slow mo. So that's kind of strange that uh, whatever the feed is, you're way ahead and then also way behind and then also caught up. <laughs> oh no, I, I, I'm I'm just hitting fast forward. Oh, never mind then. Slave <laughs> still over. <laughs> I mean, I do appreciate the fact that they. The reason why they do that joke, like the you and I thing, is because it's both Mike Myers, but then yeah. they play it back, they bring it back later in the movie and make it even more sensical and. No twenty twenty one in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> That line holds up. What, the uh, aging hipster one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just a little run after it, just running after it. 
even more true. He wants to hug him as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good little touch. Yeah. <laughs> Does it help if you announce judo chop ahead of time? Yeah. yeah, that's where you get the power from. Yeah. There with the orange chair, but not my favorite gag. Just landed on the uh, stick shift. It's a little too simple. Yeah. Just love the like dragged up footage they get for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stock footage. Yeah. To be fair, if they did that with the regular bomb movie when they used to do like the um like mushroom cloud explosions in the ocean and stuff like that. Yeah. Can't remember which movie that was, but it's definitely one of the earlier ones. Hey guys, toothpicks. This is great. <laughs> what, are you, what what are they using? What the uh phone? Yeah. Yeah. Cassio something earlier. <laughs> well good thanks, Tony. That much I can see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some milk, I guess. Doesn't happen until the third movie. Well, they have to retcon a lot of stuff that they go for in the ending here. Yeah. Like his fixed teeth and all this. Uh... They doesn't have the, the teeth are fixed in the next movie? I can't remember. I assume that it's like it, he has to have some sort of crookedness to it. <laughs> the show.
<laughs> it's such a great line. <laughs> I'm glad that doesn't... I don't think the fight like a woman line would go down well today. No, definitely not. <laughs> Trying to get everything, everything useful. Hell of a way to go. <laughs> yeah. Smile on his face at least. Looks like a giant. <laughs> that whole run is great. Yeah, mm. uh, there's the end. That's such a good time. They never use this song again. I don't remember that they did this whole thing in the credits. I wonder if they ever used like, the, the, um, the photos from this in like a photo shoot or something. Right, yeah. Okay, so yeah, Cindy Margolis is one of the fembots. Okay. I don't recognize the name of the other ones. Yeah, I don't either. But yeah, the amount of uh, outfits that they've got her trying on, like they put, <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. of the budget they put into this kind of thing compared to some of the other things that they did. But I mean, maybe showing some of them. Maybe, yeah, could have been some promotional thing or something too. Like, uh, yeah. maybe it's like some. Uh, fashion shoot thing where it's like we're showing off a lot of the outfits from this type of uh, designer or whatever. Mm, yeah, true. I, I kind of wonder why, why they ever thought they needed to make Austin have Austin have a um, secondary profession. Why does he have to be a fashion photographer on top of being a, an international spy? Yeah, because it's not like I guess Bond has his um universal expert. Yeah, but he never has to really like you know Do anything. Like being in an office or something like that, and actually, like, he just says that I'm from international exports, but like, he just say, Oh, I'm a fashion photographer. Maybe it's a holdover from uh, like a previous script or something. I'm curious if, like, uh, when they were doing the second film. If there was an idea to, I mean, obviously, spoilers if you haven't seen these movies and stuff, if there was an idea to carry on the same characters, or if they were specifically like, if like Liz Hurley, for instance, was like, yeah, I don't really want to come back and do another one of these. Well, I think it would be, well, it's either one or the other, but I'd, I'd assume that they'd go down the similar road with the actual like Bond movies and say, 
yeah, we're going to have a um, a different Bond girl next time, but we need to write right. off this Bond girl beforehand. Yeah, I assumed that that was what their philosophy was, but yeah. Well, I, well, I also they deviated that, enough like, from they... the Bond series that they could have, you know, carried it over in a different way. Well, well, yeah, but then I'm also thinking that there's a um a really good chance they thought this wasn't going to get a sequel, so like they decided True. just to end it like that. And then when it came back for because the second movie doesn't is like four years from this, isn't it? No, it's just two years. I, I, I thought it was ninety nine. I, I didn't know if it was two thousand. I got yeah, got the years mixed up. Because it, it takes four years to get to um, or three or four years to get to um, gold member. So it actually did well if you think about the fact that it grossed over sixty million and only cost sixteen million to make. Yes, yeah, so it's profitable for sure. I guess it just wasn't a critical success. Uh, it said it, said it got uh, positive reviews. What are currently at? The... Let's see, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, seventy-one percent at the moment. Except for um, critics who were, as the Rotten Tomatoes has seventy-three percent for the Tomato Meter, seventy-seven for audience score. Yeah, well, not like amazing, but a good score. Maybe number two at the box office. Okay, so, and then one of the New York critics compared it to Naked Gun. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard not to compare it to Naked Gun. Naked Gun, way better, though, in my mind. What, better than Austin Powers? Uh, way better. I, I think that it's very, um, I think the drop-off of Naked Gun from one to three is lower, is 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 more significant yeah. than the drop from Austin Powers from one to three. Yeah, Naked Gun, the first one, is one of the absolute best comedies that's ever been made. It's arguably my favorite, except for um, Robin Hood Men in Tights. The mm. second and the third Naked Gun are just shit whereas you know what you're getting with the austin powers one so if you like the first one you pretty much like the second and the third well the second one's better than the first one I think. the second Arguably, one is yeah probably the better in terms of the comedy it's the one i think I this is probably the best one, story of the three yeah but i feel like the second one is just more just at, at that point you know what you're getting and so you're more invested in the the running jokes a bit but the third one it goes a bit too overboard and they yeah, and they, and they get a little bit too, like, cheeky. Yeah, cheeky. Third one, one, I think they get answer that. If I'm remembering correctly, of course, because it has been so long, uh, the third one's got some of the best jokes, but predominantly nowhere near as good. And then the second one, pretty much, is the better of the three. Mm. Now we got the new line cinema thing back up, which means that we're at the end of the film. Uh, drop your comments good below. Time. Tell us your thoughts on all this stuff and everything else that's going on and whatever you want to talk about. Make sure that you hit that like button, hit the share button if you want to pass this around, subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already, and if you want to support us in the monetary sense and you want us to do more of these kind of things, or, you know, something specific at the very least, we've got the Pick or Poison tier on the Patreon and on the members-only side of things on YouTube, so hit that join button, and uh, whether it's the smaller tiers or it's something like that, it's greatly, greatly appreciated, whatever kind of support that you can give to us. Check out the Tee Public and Redbubble shops. If you are uh, not into necessarily just like movie reviews in general, but you came here for specifically the Bond franchise and everything, make sure that you go back and check out A Review to a Kill. 
That's because we've got 30-something episodes of that series, and this is kind of why we're doing it is, you know, spinning off of that. But um, we got two more of these coming up, so stay tuned for that. It's going to be the next week and then the week after that when we're releasing this. So, yeah, uh, that's number one down. Uh, follow me at Tony Mango all over the place, and follow what these guys have going on as well. Rob is over there at Dude Felice. I am. You can follow me on every single social media platform at Dude Police. And you can check out what I'm doing over at Fightful.com. And check out what Callum is doing as well, right? Over at Wigmaster 14. Yep, at Wigmaster 14 on Twitter. Uh, check out smartcutmoment.com. The power rankings is my weekly contribution not to that site, but check out all the other stuff on there as well. Head on over to the Smart Cut Moment YouTube channel if, you want, if you're interested in some retro wrestling from like the early the late attitude era the early ruthless aggression era with both uh paul Heyman smackdown and the 2001 wrestling odyssey uh yeah that's it for me and that'll do us in for this one for the fan tracks thank you for listening everybody we'll see you with the next one but for now it's time for us to geek out somebody should check on mustafa